Hello and welcome to another episode of The First Incision, a CMF podcast where we look at topics at the interface of faith and medicine affecting our Christian lives in today's world. I'm your host, Dr. John Greenall. Now, did you know that there are 1,257 hospitals and around 10,000 GP practices in the UK and Northern Ireland? I looked that up today. Um, And did you also know that the NHS is the fifth largest employer worldwide and there's around 1.7 million workers across England, Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland? Now, what would it look like if every one of those workplaces housing all these workers had a Christian presence? Today, I'm joined by Ros Turner, who's the Director of Operations at Transform Work UK, with a mission to inspire Christians to transform their workplaces and their nation. And that includes healthcare institutions, of course. So welcome, Ros. Hi there, John. Thanks for having me. Great. Great to have you here. Um, hey, First of all, I don't think people listening will know you, so if you can just tell us a bit about yourself. Okay, well, um, I've been a Christian since the age of 11. Um, I've been to University in Manchester. I was a youth worker in Reading and travelled the world. <laughs> a little bit people do recently, um, well, for the last 10 years, been working for Transform Work UK. We started off as um, Christian Workplace Forum, and then um, we became Transform Work UK in 2007. And the reason that it all started was because of a guy called Dr Clifford Hill, who heard from God about buying um, a stately home in Moggerhanger Park in Bedfordshire for a pound and now it's worth millions because it's grade one listed and Clifford was saying to the Lord why do you want me to buy this house and the Lord said look into the heritage and uh, cutting a long story short you can read up on it on some websites uh, uh, the guy that uh, Sir John Sowen built the house a guy called Henry Thornton his daughter married William Wilberforce and of course we know William Wilberforce abolished the slave trade but he didn't do it on his own he was part of the Clapham sect um, and who were they they were teachers researchers bankers they were people in their professions at the height of their using their skills and gifts that God had given them and it could be argued to change the values of the nation back then and so when Clifford said to the Lord why have you shown me this well where are Christians today and what are they doing and as you've said you know uh, most Christians are in the workplace and what are they doing there are they able to share their faith are they able to influence their institutions with Christian values and uh, when I came along with Clifford and we started doing this work in 2003 actually um, I left it for a little while and came back into it Um, we arranged meetings in the House of Commons with that question in mind and we brought together people who were social workers probation workers Pete Saunders came um, from the medical and I think Steve Fouch came as well um, at the time uh, to look at can you know are people able to do this and a lot of the time people said no apart from the Christian Medical Fellowship actually because you had your saline solution and your confident Christianity courses which were fantastic so we told lots of other uh, sectors like the Christian's uh, Association of Christian Teachers um, about what you do so that they can replicate it and train up their members to be confident in their faith uh, in their workplaces. Honestly, John, I can talk for England, just butt in. No, it's brilliant. <laughs> okay? No, I love it. I love the enthusiasm. I think we've gone for the first few questions okay. already. <laughs> no, it's great. Well, look, it, I guess the, the clue is in the name, Transform What You Cave, just given us a bit of a flavour of how it started. It's, it's just so encouraging. Can you just give us some, some stories, some kind of current examples of what what you're doing and what what you're seeing happening yeah so our name is transform work uk but you know what recently we've connected i'm in san fran next week i've been invited to the silicon valley to speak um at uh, a workplace retreat for people in facebook dropbox linkedin you know these social media uh uh, companies and um and in 
just to give you an encouraging story, in Facebook, there's over a thousand Christians that are meeting together, you know, over Facebook. Meeting these days is not very much face to face. You can use WhatsApp, email, Zoom, you know, conference calls. That, that That's part of our meeting together. And they're actually writing, you know, scripture into the code of Facebook. How exciting is that? Um, but let's bring it a bit more down to home uh, here in the UK. So Canary Wharf down here in London, um, Barclays are able to put on um a citywide event called Is Your City Light On? And they got 400 people coming to their events wow. looking at how to share faith in the workplace. Really, really exciting stuff going on. And just again, you know, if you can imagine, if we got revival coming through Royal Mail, you know, people that work for Royal Mail, our posties, get access to everyone's houses in the UK. I mean, gosh, could you imagine them going, I'm going to pray. Who's this? Ros Turner. You know, I'm going to pray for her. God bless this house. <laughs> you know, as they're walking yeah. around the streets. Um, so you can tell taste revival if we caught it in our churches you know everywhere you are whatever you do work as if working for the lord like it says in colossians 3 17 and 23 that's so good to hear i mean you, you you mentioned some some you know facebook and that's you're gonna have to change your name by the way if you go to san francisco yeah, um, yeah. now but but you know what about healthcare? you know those examples mm-hmm. were, were obviously great examples but What's going on in a healthcare setting? Yeah, great. Well, I've known of the work of Christian Medical Fellowship and some of the other health, you know, sector groups like, I don't know, Christian Ambulance Association, for example. Um, but still people are coming to us to say, can you help me start a Christian workplace group? Or they're coming to us a little bit scared because they've already started prayer groups. And the example, I might as well home down to an example, a guy called David that works um, in a hospital here in London. I won't say the name of the hospital, but he got in touch through our website scared because um, he got he was an occupational therapist and he's got two workplace groups that, that meet together on different campuses. And um, he just said, there's got to be more Christians out there that can join our prayer group. And he happened to speak to somebody in comms and comms put an email out saying, if you're a Christian out there, get in touch. And um, and then what he didn't realise is that he got an email invited to sit at a, at a board table um, alongside the other l- chairs of staff network groups like the LGBTQ uh, disability, gender, um, and he was like, "Why? Why have I been invited to this?" And the guy said, "Well, you lead the Christian group. You know, you're now a staff network group." And he just panicked. What do I do? And so I just spoke to him. Are you at your computer? He said, "Yes." I said, "Right, get onto our website." And I talked him through the whole process about how to set up a staff network group and about the Equality Act 2010 that basically says that we protect nine protective characteristics, and you know, from gender gender, disability, um, and one of those is faith and belief. And so once I, w- I s- just gently went through this with him, after about 20 minutes, I said, how do you feel now? I said, I feel encouraged and emboldened to go to this meeting, which was the next day. Anyway, the next day he phoned me up and he said, the meeting's been cancelled. I was like, phew, because what we would encourage a group to do is get our booklet that you can download free from our website and work your way through it. You know, why should your trust, NHS trust, your hospital, your GP practice, why should they allow a Christian staff group to exist? And so what we encourage you to do is write down your vision, your purpose, your aims and your objectives, the benefits that you will bring to that organisation. And so that when you've prayed and found other Christians and you've done this together, go and meet management. It's all clear. There's nothing hidden. This is who we are. And and literally not one Christian group, whether in the health service or in any of the other sectors that have formally gone through this process through prayer, logically, rationally wrote it out. Um, they've never been turned down. 
And so there is a logical, rational way to to be a good news story to, to your workplace, to bring positive, tangible benefits into your organisation. That is really helpful. That's so encouraging to hear. I mean, um, there are certainly many people that I know who, who do meet um, in hospitals, in the GP surgeries, Christians who meet as, as, as a prayer group and they, they pray together for, for each other, usually. How is that different to... I think what you're talking about, these Christian workplace groups, and maybe just give us an example of how that looks different in terms of their orientation and what what they're there for. Okay, yeah, definitely. I mean, I love the fact that there are Christians informally coming together to meet. My sister's a radiographer. She uh, meets in the chapel at her particular hospital with two or three other people uh, because she wants to pray for the good of that organisation. But the difference really is that when you come together and when you engage with management and management know that you're there, so management might already know you exist. They might say, okay, we'll let you put up a poster. Yeah, you can meet and pray in the chapel. Okay, and they're tolerating you. But then when you say, hey, can we part be part of the organisation? Every NHS trust will have an equality, diver- diversion um, and inclusion framework policy. They will. It's there. I've checked out a number of hospitals because I've yeah. helped people set up yeah, the groups. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you by existing and engaging, help your organisation fulfil that role. And, and they will love you. Because generally what happens is that you are good news. You are salt and light. You have the solutions. You know, we've got God on our side. Jesus lives in us by the power of his Holy Spirit. And so that when you come together and if there's a problem, you start praying. Like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Like there was a problem in chapter two. They got together and prayed and God downloaded the solution so that Daniel went back to Nebuchadnezzar. And so that can happen in your workplaces. And we've seen that happen time and time again, whether it's in a water company, whether in banks, it can happen in the NHS and going back to our lovely David and his story you know when he did get to go to that meeting he was there with the non-executive trust chair he was there with the head of communications head of HR and the other leaders of the staff network group and he was like item 13 on the list and uh, he said he went with a suit on uh, <laughs> to make himself a bit formal and um, and this hospital basically um, was failing in their race relations and they were saying how do we how do we get staff to give over and above? And they gave an example in in the chairman's office. There was a plant that was wilting and he didn't water it. The secretary didn't water it. The cleaners came in, they didn't water it. Why didn't they? When guests come in, if you can't look after a plant, how can you look after a whole hospital with people? That was what they were talking about. And when David heard this discussion, um, he just felt Holy Spirit say to him, um, you have to capture people's hearts and minds. When we become Christians, our behaviour doesn't just change it's because we love Jesus and we want to do our best for him and so David sort of like piped up and he said oh we we have to capture our colleagues hearts and minds so that they want to give more to their hospitals you know and they're all eyes turned on him he said and he suddenly felt a little bit worried and they said who are you and he was like oh I'm the chair of the Christian staff network so suddenly he's got a title he's a chair he's allowed to be there he's having a Christian influence he's he's sat at the table and they said tell us more and he said well I'm item 13 and said just tell us more now so he said and so he gave out his papers so he's formally wrote down what and the guy from the BAME group the black ethnic minority group just went this is brilliant can you help us do ours so straight away twice he's been elevated in front of seniors in that office in in that in that meeting for and um 
And what was lovely is that the non-executive chair of the trust board, she saw the power of network groups because David said, look, we, we, we pray for you. We pray for the seniors. We want this hospital to be the best. You know, we're praying for the staff. We're praying for the patients to get healed. <laughs> and so she caught the value of it. And she said, will you take back what we've discussed here to your groups, to everybody? Now, this, again, sounds like Dad was shout out to Mr. Kennebendigo, doesn't it? Mm. So he then went back to his workplace groups and say, hey, this is what we discussed. Let's pray about it. And then the other thing that she said is that I want to come and visit your groups. So David said to me, what do we do when she comes? And uh, I said, what do you do? Well, you get someone to tell their testimony of the difference that Jesus makes in their lives, how you become a Christian, and secondly, the difference he makes in this hospital to you, i.e., I don't gossip. I want to speak well of people. I do my job as if unto the onto the Lord, over and above. What employer doesn't want to hear that? I really Coming on this podcast, I just phoned Dave and I said, hey, did she come? Has she been? <laughs> and he said, well, yes and no. I said, how can you go yes and no? Obviously, she has or she hasn't. And he said, well, she didn't come, but your CQC... I don't really know lots. That, that's quite... What yeah, the Care Quality Commission. I've just shivered already as oh, you mentioned you? them. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. So, okay. So two people from the CQC came to their group and I said, oh, what, what, what do they do? So well, they came to a prayer meeting. I was like, wow, were they Christians? He said, I don't think so. I said, what do you do? Well, we prayed, Roz. I was like, perfect. Uh, but before they prayed, they said, thank you for allowing our group to exist. Shall we tell you what we've been up to? And of course, this year was 70 years uh, of the NHS. And so when the hospital had a celebration of 70 years on the NHS, because the Christian group are formally recognised as a staff network group, they were invited to take part in the celebration. So they had their Christian stand with loads of leaflets. In fact, we gave them some books here from the Christian Medical Fellowship that they put on their stand. They've done lots of stuff, formally recognised and endorsed by that hospital, simply because David and his team sat down, prayed, wrote out their business case, then engaged with management to be formally recognised. And I'll tell you what happens, they've gone from 20 to 90. And when they put their Christmas event on, more people will come this year, I believe, than they've had ever in that that hospital. And so these these are are groups, mixed groups with, you know, radiographers and OTs and doctors and nurses and administrative staff and Correct. porters. Yes. So it's really representing the whole organisation. Yep. And right? cleaners, you know, yeah. cleaners, clean stuff, so important. Um, yes, so the, the, the purpose is we want to see this organisation thrive. And what brings all these guys together is that they work in this particular place. I love what CMF do. You support the professionals and you can speak into the ethics of it that, you know, people like, I haven't got a Scooby-Doo, you know, but, you know, but people... um, whether they're cleaners, administration staff, like you say, the porters, sonographers, it's so good that they come together to pray for their organisation. Yeah, that's great. I mean, obviously, CMF is a membership organisation with doctors and nurses and, and associate members can be from all, all you know all great. these other walks of life and in Super. healthcare as well. Mm. So a, a medic listening to this might say, "Okay, Roz, that, that sounds that sounds great, but have you seen my my timetable? I'm in theatres. I'm never available at the same time." Um, how does that work? I mean, can you just give us a feel of what might these meetings look like? And if they are at the same sort of time, how might a doctor who might say, well, that's just not possible, how might we get involved? What sort of influence can we have in helping these groups to form and to thrive? Great. Well, time 
is an issue it's not just in the medical field you know people working hot desking all over the place now very hard people working through their lunch breaks to to make time to meet together is difficult so a workplace group if you can meet face to face wonderful um, but it's about the presence the purpose and connection when you know that there are other Christians on your ward when you know in the hospital there are 90 people when you know there's going to be a thousand Christians come on let's be you know suddenly you feel um, more empowered more confident about being you know living for Jesus in your workplace so connection is key and the next thing is the purpose you know why is it that you're working there why you know why are you a doctor why are you a sonographer why are you an administration staff what is the purpose obviously in 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 the hospitals it's about bringing healing to people and that is such a god's you know it's all over the bible isn't it so there's a greater purpose um and then it's the presence what is the best news for your hospital well jesus said we're two or three are gathered together i'm there in your midst and so even if it's two or three praying together in the chapel um you know the presence of jesus is the best thing for your hospitals but we have um some information on our website about virtual groups and we often encourage people to use whatsapp um, um, and also uh, use email as well. So send out a regular email so you don't have to meet face to face. So the first Monday of the week, you know, today we're going to pray for the seniors in the hospital. This is you can go on the Internet and get all that information anyway. These are their names. They've got four kids. You know, let's pray for integrity, for justice. Let's pray for God's blessing on their lives. You know, you know, if you're not praying for your hospital, question who is. And like when Nehemiah rebuilt the walls, everyone had to take part, even the, the women and the children, you know, everyone needs to, if we want to see a different nation, and I believe it will come with all my heart when Christians wake up, wherever they are. And, you know, as medics, you know, you're doing such a wonderful job. We need you to be the best that you are. Would it not spare you on to know that some of the admin staff or other staff are praying for you, you know, and it's taking time and, and not just going, oh, let's just pray willy nilly. No, be, you know, have an agenda for your prayers. You know, this week we're going to pray for, um, you know, the, the, the cancer um, department. You know, this week we're going to pray for the children's pediatrics or whatever it is. You know, I'm not very good with the terms, nope, <laughs> not very medical at all. Yeah. But yeah, be, you know, be targeted, be specific. And so people can jump in and go, right, I'm going to be praying for that as well. That's really helpful. I mean, I've just moved um, to work in a, in a new environment. It's quite a small workplace. And what's interesting as a medic, you know, I do go and I think, oh, are there any other Christian doctors there? And actually there are uh, there are a couple. But I started asking around, um, and there's someone there from my, my church who's a speech therapist, and, and I just sort of started saying, well, there, do you know any other Christians? Anyway, in this rather small workplace, 13 people have been mentioned to me. Now, I'll be really honest with you. I have know that number, but I've I've struggled to actually do anything do anything with it and I think that this is a real challenge to me. So, well, how you know, so can you go on, give me some advice. You're here and in front of me. Give me some <laughs> advice. What what could I do what are some practical steps to go from that knowledge that yet yeah, there might be some Christians around and with a heart and desire to say, wow, we could actually see a real because the atmosphere sometimes at work is difficult. I'll be really honest, yeah. but we could actually see change in our in this this workplace. What what might I do to take those steps? I always say to people, take your time. Nehemiah, what did he do? First of all, got on his knees, fasted, prayed. It's the most important thing. Secondly, you know, as you know, he went to seek permission. We we would say, take your time, go through the booklet. In our booklet, there's blank boxes for you to write in purposely, and every time you write in a box. 
to pray over it. So, for example, do you know any other Christians? Write their names down. So if you're not meeting face to face, it's hard to share that. So why don't you set up a WhatsApp group? 13 people on a WhatsApp group is easy. Do you, And put the question out. Do you know any other Christians? And so they can then, yes, there's someone here, someone there, and add their names to it with permission, if they've given you permission. Then let's stop, let's pray for these guys. Next step. You know, Nehemiah then did his research. He walked around the walls. And so is there a multi-faith prayer room? Um, Your HR or diversity, equality, inclusion manager, what are their names? Are they Christians? Are there any other staff network groups already? that exist who are the leaders of those groups start praying for them because what you'll find is that you get the opportunity to minister to the leader of the lgbtqi group the leader of the bane group the disability group the gender group what an opportunity that is and when you do it so start praying for these guys already so this is what i'm saying take your time and this is the sort of thing whether you put it on an email communication that connection and the communication is key and so you know this might take two years it might take two months it depends what how you want to well it depends on the lord and how he leads you but i'd say take your time do your research getting seniors involved is very important um so whether that's a consultant um or whether it's um someone on the board of your trust or your gp surgery or what have you pray god is there a christian you know who are they ask for divine connections when you start praying coincidences happen you know Mm, and mm. and write their names down and, and pray about them they might not be able to come to your group they might not want to be on their email list you know that you send out every week or bi-weekly um but for them to endorse what you're doing is important our book also goes on to things you know it is tough sometimes as christians we come from many different you've got pentecostals brethren raving charismatics i'm probably one of those (laughs) you know um you know all sorts uh of backgrounds coming together and so what we would say is keep jesus the focus if you're Catholic, don't go on about Mary. If you're raving Pentecostal, you know, speak in English so that everyone can understand you. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, the Bible is important. But also when you come together, we say it's not rocket science. You could do this on a WhatsApp. You could do it on email. Um, what is your organization celebrating? Because God is a God of celebration. What can we get behind and thank God for what we're doing? You know, somebody's been, you know, gone home, you know, wonderful. Uh, you know, what are you struggling with? And there will be a lots of those. So 10 minutes to say what you, what's good, 10 minutes to say what's bad, if you like, or what the challenges are, 10 minutes for prayer, that's half an hour done, that's your lunch break. Mm. Um, so you don't have to do the Bible study stuff if you haven't got enough time. It's, you know, don't do church in work, be church. Mm. Uh, that's what I'd say. And so you might, and, and you're envisaging that there might be, I guess, non-Christians who would, would come along to these groups, is that yeah. right? Yeah. Well, the beauty of a staff network group because of you've got that um that yes from management and you're advertised on internet or whatever people know about it and um so by default you are evangelistic by default you are a witness and um have the door open i know of a group um in our in in oxford actually uh, not in a hospital it's a different organization and they put on the door if you want prayer come in all people are welcome Christian staff network group and so you know they had a Hindu lady actually come in who was pregnant and the baby um, there's something wrong with the baby I think it was upside down in the womb and so they said we're praying in the name of Jesus is that okay and she said yes prayed in the name of Jesus she went back to her GP the GP said to her what's happened since the last time we we met and she said oh well I got prayed for at work and he was like oh well you know and then she came back to that group because a colleague didn't tell her about it invited her to the group and she said you wouldn't believe it 
the baby's the right way around. Thank you for your prayers. Did she wow. become a Christian? No. Has she um, received the love of God? Yes. You know, I was reading in Mark 3 yesterday about when Jesus crosses the lake in, uh, in Galilee and, um, you know, other boats were out on that lake. The storm came. When Jesus said to the wind and the waves, quiet down, it affected all boats. They weren't in the boat with Jesus, but they, the effect of the, the quietness of the wind and, and the waves help them as well so you know whether people become christians or not we want to see people flourish in their lives my heart is that people come to know jesus ultimately of course but it's we're more than that we're transforming the nation i want to see goodness made fashionable again in the words of william wilberforce it's one of my desires for the uk that's great. And I just, I, I'm just really excited listening to you. I mean, I had a, we've got um, catalyst teams that we're starting up. This is part of my role is to see these teams established around the UK, not so that we have teams, but so that actually we've got groups of, of local Christian medics and nurses in our case, praying together and thinking, how can we impact our workplace places for God? How can we bring goodness in? And I had one, one guy um, on one of the teams saying, oh, I really want to email the whole of the CCG and, and tell them what we're doing and tell them that we're praying for them. And I'm I'm just going to do it shall i do that and he was asking for some advice and actually i said to him well why don't you go and ask for permission to put something in there there regularly and and if you're listening you won't see ros is giving the thumbs up that means that that was probably the right advice was it to go to go you know go yeah. to the management and to ask for permission for that absolutely i yeah. mean if you're of a different faith or a different uh, particular lifestyle and you are just going to willy-nilly send out emails you're going to annoy people but if your organization gives you permission and it comes in a formal you know templates or what have you um then it's okay and that's the beauty of a workplace group if, if uh, somebody from a different uh, lifestyle or uh, faith says why do you exist christians blah 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 and you can say management have okayed it you've suddenly and also it just gives confidence when management says yes to what you're doing so yeah i would i would uh, <laughs> i would seek permission i've heard good stories of people i was going to say getting away with it but that's not fair you know where it's been acceptable but also not horror stories really of where the christian has to apologize and go i'm sorry i did that and i agree with that do apologize if you've done something wrong you're there to work and work hard for the lord and um you know what we love about being christians you know in romans is it not oh, i can't remember the the, the the actual scripture reference but you know at trusting in god we get overflow with peace and joy the overflow you can't help it wherever you go you've got the overflow as long as you're trusting in jesus it just spills out of you i think it's so helpful i mean we you know so many people within CMF say to me, it's just the the atmosphere and work is so difficult. There's a, you know, it might be cynicism, gossip, um, just a heaviness, and, and with the busyness of work, and we just get that feeling as you know, as medics, and I'm sure all these other professions as well, that it is a hard old place to be in the hospital. It's a it's a tough environment to be in at the moment in healthcare, and it, I just feel that what you you've bought is very much saying, well, let's look at this a different way. Let's look at this with fresh fresh eyes and see that that actually rather than us being the victims of, of you know, we're actually we're here to actually make a difference we're here to actually go and we're carrying the presence of god Absolutely. to change the environment and Absolutely. the atmosphere that we're in yeah. yeah and to do that on your own is tough but to know that you're doing that with 10 other people 20 other people in david's case 90 other people someone else has got your back when you're having a good day great you're helping someone else when you're having a bad day they're lifting you up and you know our god is a three-in-one god anyway He's all about teams. So we just, anyway, 
That's we can right. talk for England. <laughs> no, it's brilliant. Roz, we, I've so appreciated you sharing with us. Thank you so much. Um, I think uh, certainly it's really encouraged me. I hope that for you listening, it's really just giving you some vision. And I just encourage you, if you're listening to this, to maybe just take a moment just to say, God, what is it that you're saying to me? Is there something that, that I'm called to respond to in some way? And it might be that you said that you're being called to, to start something up. It might be that you are that perhaps that consultant who's in a senior position who actually has the ability to influence, make an, a difference and encourage others around you to you know, to, to take that task forward of setting the group up um so yeah thank you so much and just before you go just to remind us of your your website and what what are the specific things we can look on there you mentioned downloading a guide particularly. okay so it's transformworkuk.org and uh, on the home page it will say start a group add a group and so if you click on start a group it will go to our page where you can download that booklet Great. And I, at the beginning of this, this podcast, I said that there's over 1,200 hospitals in the UK and Northern Ireland. There's around 10,000 GP surgeries. And I'm just thinking, wow, your CMF has approaching 6,000 members spread across perhaps a majority of these workplaces. And we know there are many more Christians who aren't members. And then there are many Christians of other um, associated allied health professions uh, as well. And um, I, I'm really inspired by what you've said. And um, if you have been inspired listening to this, do get in touch with, uh, with us at our email address um, and check out our website for local CMF groups but also check out transformworkuk.org as, as Ros has just said because you can see registered workplace groups on a nice map uh, there as well as well as downloading the resources that Ros has spoken about today so Ros thank you again for being with us today thank you John good hope you've enjoyed that and we look forward uh, to being with you in a couple of weeks time for another episode mm-hmm.